Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Play of the week coming up later in the show. I wonder which direction we will go this week. The (laughs) Hawks win 4-2 at Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. Lucas Reichel picks up a goal. Jujar Kara picks up a goal. Sam Lafferty picks up a goal. And Dylan Secura. Pick, they all pick up goals for the Blackhawks in a uh, in a pretty uh, not as entertaining as last night's game, but hey, a four two win on the road against a pretty loaded uh, Red Wings lineup. Uh, pretty impressive performance by the Hawks B team. Yeah, they. I mean, they the, the game got off to a, a real fast start. Um, you know what was it? Two to one in the first five minutes of the game. I yeah. thought my uh, my bet on the over was gonna go uh, go over well, but um, I don't believe it hit. I think it was I think it was six and a half. So mm, just I appreciate it. I appreciate Sam Lafferty's uh, uh, efforts <laughs> at the end of the uh, at the end of the game there. But yeah, I mean a a, a good start. Um, you know, not as uh, not as you know, I quote unquote star heavy of a of a lineup as uh, as last night was, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, much like we, much like we saw last night tonight, the players that you were going to focus on and the things you wanted to see, uh, out of, out of those guys, especially for the, for, for most of them, the first time, uh, seeing them in the preseason, you, you, you saw it. Arvid Soderboom played a great game in that. Um, you know, I, I think I, I can't remember which one of you two said it, but, um, on, on Twitter, but kind of felt like an ice hogs game where <laughs> Detroit was, uh, you know, out shooting Chicago uh, pretty pretty su- substantially throughout the entire game, but Soderboom was able to uh, uh, able to 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 do his part. Came up with some huge saves in the third period to keep the lead uh, intact there on uh, late in the third period. So yeah, he looks great. Kevin Korczynski, his his second game in a row. I think he was he was positively noticeable. Uh, made a great play to Lucas Reichel, and Lucas Reichel got the goal. So a lot of the guys that you wanted to see do uh, do well. Um, they they did that and and you get a win so hey cherry on top yeah it definitely if you watched uh the ice hogs um at all last year that was an arvid soderbloom game um he's gonna face a lot of shots he's going to have some uh defensive letdowns in front of him he's gonna (laughs) look a little shaky at times he can make you a little itchy because he kind of 
likes to move around in his crease a lot, but when the game's on the line, he's going to make that big save. He did that in the third period. Uh, three shots from within like five feet, Lucas Raymond, Dylan Larkin. I mean, yes, he had to face three shots because he gave up two rebounds, but he made all three saves against two all-star caliber players uh, in Raymond and Larkin. That's that's an Arvid Soderblom win. Uh, it, it, I mean, he faced about 13 to 20 less shots than he normally did in Rockford. So <laughs> yeah. not as busy as he's been used to, but it was a prototypical win. He did just enough to keep his team there, and they found a way to win. Uh, a big power play goal by Jujar Kara in the third period off a rebound. I don't think he's going to have many of those in the regular <laughs> season, but you never know. But I, I said it on Twitter after he scored. Any success Jujar Kara gets this season is going to make me happy because that dude, after the year he had last yeah. year, to get back to playing at an NHL level and producing for this team, good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we got to talk to him a little bit the other day after practice, stand up guy. Just you could tell he's worked his ass off to get back here. So anytime he gets to have those moments, I'm a happy guy. Yeah, and it, the goal was nice. Had you know got the puck in front on a rebound and took a second to sort of stick handle himself into a better shooting position. Uh, didn't panic and just sort of force it and flip it on net. So real solid. We should get to the play of the game and so far the play of the preseason. Uh, the Blackhawks' uh, second goal of the game, first period. Uh, Korchinski gets the puck behind the net. You know, starts skating it out towards the blue line with a little bit of speed, you know, looking to make something happen. All of a sudden, a sweet sauce pass, like, right through center ice. Reichel uses his speed to blow past the Red Wings. He's got a clean breakaway and makes no mistake. And, man, it's when you see those moments of two, you know, as it stands right now, I said this on Twitter, probably the two most important Blackhawks prospects as it is right now um, until (laughs) next year's draft happens, whoever that might be. Um, mm-hmm. You could probably throw Frank Nazar's name into that mix too, but uh, to see Korchinski continue to be one of the better Blackhawks and Reichel to, like we said last night, fellas, we really wanted to see Reichel kind of do something in this game, make his his presence felt, and he certainly did that. To see those two uh, clicking and playing well, especially Korchinski, and you heard uh, the Red Wings broadcast really kind of rave about him at several turns, there were a few times where Mickey Redman uh, took some time out to um, remove his adult diaper and talk. About, I'm sorry, they're just so old. And they talk are. About it's so bad. Even <laughs> even like this, even like the third guy down at ice level is 107 years old. We go down to the crypt keeper. What are you seeing down there, buddy? <laughs> it's like the Blackhawks have done an obvious like stride to get younger in their presentation and the Red Wings are doing the exact opposite. Yeah. Like, anyway, these guys, these, these guys called Gordy Howell's first game. That's how long. They yeah, no, but it, it's, it's always cool to hear. I, sometimes I prefer, like, I like listening to road broadcasts because I want to hear what other teams think of what the Hawks are doing. And yeah, they certainly took the yeah. time and they were, you know, yeah, they got rid of this guy and this guy. And they're really going for, they flat out said they're going for Connor Bedard. But to hear them uh, really focus on Korchinski's game and what he brings and how good he's looked, it's good to get that validation that they're seeing what we're seeing, what, you know, Vosters is seeing and Troy is seeing, you know, um, it, it, Korchinski's been great. He, he's been so, so good. And uh, it's just, it's great to see. 
You know, because yeah. look, we've seen a lot of defensive prospects who've turned into good NHL players like Henry Okaharu and Anna Boquist. When we first saw them, it was an adventure. You know, mm-hmm. it was not immediately encouraging. With Korchinski, it's immediately encouraging. And um, it's great. We could rave about him the entire preseason probably, but this may be his last game. I, I think that's why him and Savoie played in this one because uh, they're one probably going to go back down tomorrow, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Korchinski, we talked about him a lot last night. Um, man, this kid could play in the AHL right now. I don't want him to. No, I agree. He could. I think if he there could. was a, a certain former GM in charge, oh, oh, he would. A, he'd have an A on his sweater. Yeah. He'd be, yeah. He, no, if it were, he'd, be, he'd play 15 games and then he'd get traded for uh, who do, who, what former Hawk do we need to bring back? Alex Neander. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but man, he. He looks great. Yeah. He's so good. His hockey sense is, and, and skating. And the edges he takes, how quickly he can turn his body, to, and it's like he does it so quickly that that the opposing team can't even doesn't even see it happening. They're like, "Oh my god, where'd he go?" That's all at an elite level at his age. Um, nothing these last two nights. Now you mentioned it right before we started recording. Uh, that first goal, a little soft on the defense. Yeah. It's going to happen with young defenders, um, but the overall package he's got elite level skills of the stuff you can't coach the natural ability. Mm-hmm. And imagine when he gets some coaching and he gets some, some more size and a little more experienced. I don't want to go crazy. It's two preseason games, but God damn, does he look good? <laughs> like I'm, It's hard not to be excited yeah. about, yeah. about that player. Yeah, I you know I I think back to our reaction on draft night and being like, oh, a defenseman, oh, great. Yeah. But now you see exactly why they they made that selection um, <clears throat> at seventh overall because uh, it's you know it's likely he wasn't going to be there much longer because uh, you know you you see the talent level that he has. You saw what he did in uh, in juniors last year, and um, I'm excited to see what he does. Uh, 99.999% sure he's going back to Seattle and he's going to play there all year. Um, but I'm excited to see what he does because he he was a leader for that team that reached the WHL final, and um, they they have aspirations to 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 do much much of the same and even more this season. And he's going to be a very important part of it. He might be the highest scoring defenseman in that league this year if 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 he continues on this uh you know on, on on his trajectory and that's just you know that's exciting to see and that's what you want to see with some of these guys you know you in in previous years um as 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 recently as 2 years ago um you know some of these these players that were eligible to go back to to junior or you know go back to Europe or whatever that the Blackhawks have had and they've played early on uh too early as it uh, as it has, has mm-hmm. come to be known you would have loved to have seen them go back and dominate at at the junior level to get that foundational confidence that hey, I can do this very well against people that are at my same age, uh, same age and skill level, and I can do it better than them. Now let me test it against guys who are bigger, older, faster, better, and 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 see where it goes. Not be so far over your head where you're just like I I know we've used this analogy a bunch of times. 
where you're like the duck on the pond where it's just like yeah up top above the water it looks like everything's fine but below it's just like you know the, the wheels are the the wheels are spinning so fast that things aren't actually registering so with guys like Korchinski and uh you know Nazar is going to be in, in in college and and Sam Renzel you know those three first round picks that 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 Davidson made uh this this past draft those guys are are going to take some time Renzel's a project he's still in the in the USHL um before going to college so these these guys are going to take some time to develop but if you can see them dominate at these junior levels before making the jump to the pro game it's going to feel a lot better than if they were thrown right into the fire yeah, definitely. And I mean, Korczynski already has that a little bit with 61 assists for uh, Seattle last year, putting up big numbers. But you can see him going back and, I mean, yeah, you said you said yeah. maybe leading the league and scoring for defensemen. I don't think that's out of reach at all. I mean, like you said, I said last night, I think he is one of the Hawks' six best defensemen right now. And I, <laughs> I'm not. He could uh, be. Again, I don't, to be clear, I don't want him to play here this year. I, I just don't. I, I, like, yeah. like we said, the duck on the pond thing, all those sort of things. Like, let these kids get their legs under them and really be ready when it's time to come up. Um, but it looks like that time for Gorchinski might not be as far away as we thought the night the pick was made. Uh, mm -hmm. You did mention Mario um, the the goal uh, he was on the ice for, and and I do want to focus on some of the things that stood out in a negative way. I know we've we've got two games so far, and we've been you know pretty much ninety percent positive about both of them. Which is a really good sign, I think, because it's not like we're trying to find positives. There's been a lot of them, but there were a few things tonight that stood out to me. Uh, you mentioned both goals uh, that Ernie scored for Detroit. A little bit of weak D in front. First, it was Phillips and Korchinski. Then it was, oh, I got it backwards. It was Regula and Korchinski the first time. Then it was Phillips and uh, Regula the second time. Just kind of some soft, uh, you know, not really finishing the play, kind of poke checking out there. Um, Look, rookie mistakes, you know, it's a it's also a preseason game. I don't know if you want guys completely balling out and killing themselves uh, in a preseason game, but those things sort of stood out. And I sort of hope to see more from Philip Kurashev in this game did end the night with an assist, but there were no real standout plays from him where he had, you know, a shift where he controlled the puck very well. Um, I thought he was not a huge factor and Boris Kachuk. Uh, I'm, I wrote about this in my uh, Hawks hits that will be available uh, shortly after the game or after the podcast is up. Uh, complete non-factor. I mean, that's a guy with some NHL experience who we all liked off the bat after the trade, made a little bit of made some waves and then went the last 10 games of the year with zero points and a minus five. I don't know. I, I, I hope that Kachuk doesn't feel like he's got a spot locked up because you got to show something. And you've got yeah. some young forwards showing something, you know, you've got Gutman and you've got, um, you know, you've got other guys who look like they want to be here and want to play. And, and, you know, you talk about Josiah Slavin, who's working his ass off and trying to earn a roster spot. There's a lot of guys who could take his spot from him. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's guys like Mike Hardman, Josiah mm -hmm. Slavin, um, you know, uh, you look at a guy maybe like Michael Tepley if he if he continues to, or if he starts to uh, you know improve a little bit. You know, he didn't have a, a great game last night, but you know, th there's there's plenty of those bottom six forwards that are on the bubble uh, of the of the NHL AHL that could push their way into the NHL if if uh, if if the opportunity is there. And yeah, Kachuk is not a guy that I'm I'm penciling in. It's like, yep, he's on the NHL roster. Like he's he's got to compete for a spot. 
most of these players have to compete for a spot. So, um, yeah, I, I would would hope that uh, you know the the amount of guys that that are you know on the bubble on the fence of of making the NHL would actually ramp up the competition when it comes to you know training camp and you know in these preseason games. Yeah, I'm looking at the event summary here. Uh, Kachuk, uh, he was a plus one, fifteen oh seven. Uh, one shot, one hit, uh, and just you know, yeah, barely out there. So yeah, you need some. You definitely need some more out of him. Um, and he was, he got five, almost over four minutes of power play time too tonight, which which won't never, happen again. <laughs> you are never gonna. You, he'll be. He had four thirty-eight of power play time tonight. I don't think he even sniffs that in eighty-two games combined in the regular season. No, I would like, probably, I'd be probably shy. not. Something's going seriously wrong if Boris Kachuk, or seriously right for him if he gets the power play time. <laughs> yeah, sure, but, sure. Uh, there were a couple guys on the back end that I was I was interested to see. Uh, you know, we, all the all the talk to about Korchinski, and rightfully so. But I think overall, it was a really young defenseman defensive core out there today. It's Riley Stillman being really the only NHL defenseman out there. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to see a lot out of him. I didn't see a ton out of him, but I didn't see anything that alert alarmed me either. Yeah, made a nice play late uh, in front of the net to block a shot on a scoring chance as uh, time was wrapping yeah, up. And he, and he had five hits, which uh, I believe led the team. So that's that's his game. That's, that's when he's playing well is when he's hitting people. So uh, he had 18 minutes. Um, defensively, Alec Regula led all defensemen with over 23 minutes of ice time tonight. Uh, had an assist uh, on the game-winning goal. It was his shot from the point uh, on that power play that that gave up that led to the juicy rebound that uh, Jujar Kara put in. Uh, he had three shots on goal, three hits, a couple of takeaways, uh, over three minutes of power play time, and and good for him uh, playing against the team that drafted him and traded him to the Blackhawks. And yeah. he's, a he's a Detroit area kid too, so he's playing in his his homeland, so to speak. And he performed really well, so good good for him. Did anybody else hear? I don't know if I heard this correctly, so maybe you guys heard it too. I thought I heard one of the Red Wings broadcasters say that Regula has a spot wrapped up on the team. He did say that. He said yeah. it appears that yeah. he has a spot wrapped up on the team. Again, that's a little out of town misinformation. I wouldn't yeah. say that, but based on how much he played tonight, you could yeah, make you could easily it, make that judgment not knowing the situation. But also, uh, you know, I, normally I would I would completely write that off as out of town stupid. But you mentioned the Detroit ties. You know, there's people there that probably know his parents and know some. A little more info than your typical prospect, right? Because of the the drafting and the and the fact that he's from there, uh, so maybe there's something to it, maybe not. But I, I thought I yeah. heard that, but I wasn't I wasn't positive. Um, out of so the, out, of, out of the young guys, I mean, it it certainly looks like it's Vlasic and Rogula are the guys. Those they're the guys that have the jobs to lose uh, at this. Yeah, point. seems that way, especially with Ian Mitchell not being in the fold. Right. And, and Philip Ruse, yeah. shout out to him. He played really well in his NHL debut. Um again, not a he hit he had made a real nice offensive play and hit the post. Yeah, I think it was in the first deep. period. He's a little too deep there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, he was it, it, he had a nice game too. Uh, he was a guy I was trying to keep an eye on. Um, you know, I, I don't want to sound spoiled, but I'm spoiled. It's so so much different 
trying to track a specific player on a television broadcast than when you're sitting uh, up in the press box. It's so much easier to focus on certain guys, but especially when it's not even your hometown broadcast, you kind of have yeah. to listen to how great Pia Suter and Dominic Kulik are going to be this year. <laughs> hey, and you're like, hey, yeah. they both won Swiss MVPs. Yeah, have fun with that. Um, I don't, and I don't hate either of those guys. I like both of them as people, but did you see the, uh, they, they had a little interview with Dominic Kubelik, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, just from, like, like the practice room. My first year was good. And my second not. year was good. And my third I, year was not. That was like yeah. the entirety of the interview. Yeah, yeah. He, and he, he said, Oh, the coaching change made me stink. The coaching changed 11 games. What happened the other 71 games, pal? Well, you can um, ask yeah, a lot right. of Hawks that question too, though. Well, this, that is true. But the one I couldn't really focus on what he was saying because I was staring at the awful attempt at a mustache he had going on. Did you see that thing? <laughs> it great. looked like it was drawn on with an etching sketch. It's it was pretty, awful. It's pretty light. Pretty yeah, light. I mean, yeah. I that I was distracted. I couldn't listen to what he was saying. It's like, what is? Is that a cal- <laughs> caterpillar on your lip? Is it moving? What are we doing here? Yeah, it wasn't yeah. great. It wasn't great. He he had a he had an impressive uh, slap shot goal in their first game, but uh, yeah, I mean nothing to nothing to hate him for. Just no. he that's what he does is shoot slap shots, and when they don't go in, he's a bad player. Yeah, I mean he's All a right. one trick pony, <laughs> and when the one trick doesn't work, exactly. he's just a pony. Um, yeah. So yeah, overall, wrap that up. The, the young defensive quarter tonight, pretty good. I mean, yeah, over, yeah. all things considered, um, very little NHL experience, if at all, amongst the six of them playing against a fairly close to what the, the Red Wings opening night lineup is going to be. A lot of their regulars were in, not full lineup, but two thirds of the team that played for the Red Wings tonight will likely be on the NHL roster at the start of the year. So yeah. overall, I, you know, when you when I saw the rosters this morning at the skate. I was like, oh boy, this is going <laughs> to be, this could, this could be ugly fast. And then the Hawks score 11 seconds in, but then they give up the goal right back. And you're like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. But they, well, they it, settled down and played and played nice. It got, it did get ugly for a while. They, they, it was, uh, they had six shots on goal in the first. And then I think like five to seven minutes into the second, they still had six shots on goal. Uh, and then suddenly seemed to find themselves a little bit uh, in the second yeah. half of the second period. But, those things are going to happen with a young yeah. team that's they're, they're completely overmatched talent wise in this one. Um, so, you know, nothing overly concerning, but there were those times where Detroit did have a pretty heavy edge in play. But I want to say this too, like, you know, you talk about the defensive system at no point in either of these games yet. And we've seen the Hawks in both of the preseason games play against, like you said, 60% NHL competition yeah, you haven't seen them running around their zone a lot. Even like you know, we had like, we've had those uh, those 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 night terrors about the Domi Athanasiu Kane line. They're getting pinned deep for a while, and you, you saw it a couple times. But overall, and this is what Richardson's been talking about: being a good defensive team means getting the puck out of your defensive zone, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're going to give up some chances, but it's minimizing those chances. And through two games, you can see the descent, defensive system. As everyone has said, is it more simple? And you've not seen those long, drawn-out shifts where the other team just has the puck and the Hawks just can't get it away. We haven't seen yeah. that yet. Yeah, I, I remember you know many times over the last few seasons where you know you you could just you could just have those moments where you're like, you know what, 
this looks so discombobulated that they're they're going to allow a goal. It's going to happen mm-hmm. in the next mm, five seconds. And then three, two, one goal. So far, from what Luke Richardson has been preaching and implementing and what we've seen so far in, in these two preseason games is you don't really have those everything's in chaos moments defensively because what he's preaching is, hey, when we get out of position, when we get out of our system, the way to get back into it is to not just keep skating and eventually figure it out. It's to, hey, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to hang back. I'm going to let my guy go to the next man and I'm going to get back to, to a protect the house uh, position and just and, and get around the net and figure out figure things out from there. Don't let don't let the game don't let the 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 opposition continue to create that chaos. Bring it back and 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 resituate yourself. And I think there were a number of times a number of times tonight where I saw, you know, the 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 defenseman kind of getting getting spread out one two guys in a corner, you know, you know, just open open ice in the middle of the ice in the defensive zone is 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 not not, no, not something want you want to want to allow for a lot of t- a lot of time and i there were a number of times where i saw the blackhawks just kind of like zoop, like just kind of like get back to the to the dots and and really get back into that that structure and then figure things out from there which is the a much more effective way than just trying to continue the chaos and hope that something something works defensively and i think that that's going to be a big difference with this team structurally compared to the last few seasons. Well, we talked about too, you know, the the physical impact of having to chase your man throughout the zone all the time. Oh, Even yeah. if you do have in the in the old Jeremy Cowton system, if you do have a quote unquote successful defensive shift, it's also incredibly inefficient. So that's why we saw the Hawks like get tired late in games so many times because they're just chasing and chasing and chasing. And after yeah. a while, you know, 25 minutes for Seth Jones in that system is a hell of a lot different than it's going to be in this system just because of an economy of movement, right? It, I don't know. It just, again, we're probably overreacting to two preseason games. It's all we have to go off of so far, but we just have not seen the chaos yet. And, you know, mm-hmm. knock on synthetic Ikea wood, hopefully that <laughs> continues, you know, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we're a little behind here, so I want to remind everybody, uh, if you haven't noticed, you haven't turned on your television or radio or anything, it is football season. Uh, you, you, it's, you missed. What? Yeah, it's it's week four already, so you might want to pick up on that. Uh, grab your points bet app. Grab your phone. If you don't have the points bet app, download it and use that code CHGO when you sign up. They are bringing you a better way to bet live on games. You can bet on the next drive to be a touchdown. You can cash out on your live second half over bet. With PointsBet, you have access to more live football markets than ever before. You can build your perfect live same-game parlay by combining your favorite bets anytime during the game. That includes spreads, totals, player props, and more. Choose the outcome of the next drive and next points with PointsBet Lightning Bets. So whether you're on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today. Sign up with the code CHGO to get your first two bets risk-free up to $2,000. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And we are brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens and their AG1 product, which is a uh, formula 
designed to improve your gut health, optimize your immune system, and give you more natural energy. Uh, now is a good time to pick up some AG1 as the weather is getting chillier and uh, the flu season is right around the corner. I told you guys before we were rec recording, I got my flu shot today. So if you've uh, noticed, the energy is a little low. But uh, with AG1, trying to pick that back up and be uh, raring to go tomorrow. As you know, having an 11-month-old, you're going to need to be raring to go. <laughs> yeah, you don't so, have a choice, buddy. <laughs> in, uh, in, in just one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that help you start your day or finish your day just right. And if you have uh, any dietary restrictions or uh, follow any different uh, diets, whether it's gluten-free or keto or dairy-free, whatever it is, AG1, you're good to go to incorporate that into that diet and into your life. It's a small once-a-day habit with big benefits. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. We saw um, Lucas Raymond leave the game for a while uh, in the uh, Blackhawks 4-2 win over the Red Wings. Uh, Mark Lazarus just tweeted a uh, GIF or GIF, whatever you call it. The correct thing is GIF um, yeah. <laughs> of Samuel Savoie giving him a little drive-by elbow in the face. Uh, not a clean hit. Uh, kind of a dirty play, and I've been very uh, happy with the way Savoie has played. Uh, but stuff like that you don't want to see. It's, you know, preseason game, a star player, uh, there's no need for it. He's going to have his chances to make those hits as uh, his career goes on, and they can be clean. Uh, but to stick the elbow out there and and, uh, and go after the chin of Lucas Raymond is not a good look. Uh, so hopefully uh, the coach is getting his ears after the game about that one. Uh, look, those things happen in the game. You're trying to make an impact. You're trying to be physical. Uh, but there is definitely intent on that one. And that's what you hate to see because if that happens in a regular season, that's probably a suspension. So mm -hmm. uh, players like Savoie and back in the day, Andrew Shaw were more valuable when they were available. So it's it's finding the balance of those hits, uh, the time, the place, uh, the way, the technique uh, to be physical but not go over the line and be a dirty player. So Hopefully yeah. Savoie gets a message after the game on that one. And who I, it's, it'd be interesting, you know, I, can the NHL do what I mean, they could suspend him, but like, yeah, they can, you know, they could. Yeah. Cause they can't find him cause he's not yeah. under an NHL contract. So, so I, I wonder, yeah, I wonder I what know. that would be. Maybe He'll be suspended in three years when you come up. Yeah. <laughs> the NHL debut will be, de will be delayed debut. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, I just want to, yeah, you, you know, I think we, we have an obligation to, to call it, Call it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're excited by him. He's been good. Um, but you don't, it's bullshit. You don't want to see a hit like that. So got to call there's it. A fine, there's a fine line between being a pest and being a dirty player. And he crossed the line on that play. I could see yeah, your first you, your first book, The Fine Line Between a Pest and a Pudwack by Greg Boyson. Yes. <laughs> a fine line of pudwackdom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Subtitle, yeah. How to Not Cross It. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, just wanted to point that out. Um, the other thing I thought it was interesting, uh, and I wrote about this in my Hawks hits, uh, go to allchgo.com to check that out. Uh, Sam Lafferty wearing an A, which uh, wasn't the most surprising thing. By the way, if you missed it, the Hawks captains this year will be Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, uh, Seth Jones at home, 
and Connor Murphy on the road. Those are the guys who will wear the letters. Uh, but with none of those four playing in this game, it was Lafferty, it was Stillman, and it was Jujar Kara. And I think it makes sense to give it to Lafferty. But what I wrote about on allchgo.com was just, you know, the the absolute juxtaposition of he who shall not be named and Kyle Davidson and Sam Lafferty and Alex Nylander, right? And just the way the two GMs do their business, the, the things they're looking for in a player. Sam Lafferty goes from kind of can't find his spot in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, and both guys get traded for a change of scenery. Lafferty comes here, immediately steps into a, a, a solid role and has an A on a sweater in the second preseason game to show for it. Meanwhile, Alex Nylander has not played a game for the Penguins since the trade and may not ever. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I, I think it's very symbolic. So I want to make sure I took a second to point out uh, Lafferty wearing the A because it's something, even if Nylander had been producing, you'd never see. You would never see that guy in any sort of leadership role. Or, And I, I really do think that with Lafferty being Davidson's first ever move as GM, he was interim at the time, it has just been indicative of everything he's done since. The focus on speed and compete and toughness. And the Red Wings broadcast mentioned it tonight saying, the Hawks look fast, the Hawks look tough. That's something we haven't heard in years. Yeah, yeah, I think it was it was the like you said the first move under under Davidson, um, and it was really just a stamp of like the the blueprint that he wants to have for this Blackhawks organization as as the years go on, and you saw it again in this in this draft class. Each player that that Davidson has been targeting um, through the draft, through trades, through free agency. Uh, has been someone who has uh, a high compete level speed in their game, whether it's mm-hmm. it's foot speed or um, you know being able to to play in transition, and some semblance of being tough to play against, and not the tough to play against where oh I'm going to punch you in the face. No, tough to play against where you you're constantly forechecking or you you go to the tough areas of 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 the ice. And you are hard, and you are hard in those areas. Whether it's the front of the net, behind the net, in the corners, whatever it might be, um, you know, all all of those players in, in in the draft class had some or a combination of those characteristics. Sam Lafferty uh, has a combination of those characteristics with his his work ethic and his speed in his game. Um, and yeah, it's 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 a great indication of of where you know the organization kind of values him. We say we say we've said so much, especially even tonight, how many players do or do not have, you know, roster spots locked up. I have no doubts. It's, it's funny. It was like, Oh yeah, Seth Jones, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, and then everything's up for grabs. Mm. I have, I have no, I'm a hundred percent confident. Sam Lafferty will play the entire season in the NHL. Agreed. I have no, yep. no qualms about that just because of the, the way that he plays and what he brings to the, to the team. Doesn't always show up in the score sheet, but I mean, you you, you have, you know, contending competitive teams need to have at least one of those kinds of players on their roster. Yeah, it, it was uh, Kyle Davidson's first uh, tr- trade transaction uh, shortly after you got the interim tag, and you know, it, it just it, he he'll shall not be named. Loved the reclamation project guys. Like Nylander or you know who some of the other you know Henrik Borgstrom, uh, yeah Borgstrom or uh, Anthony Declare. I mean, eventually Anthony Declare found it. It took him three more teams before he got there, but 
you know, but guys like that were like, man, if everything goes right, this guy might be be good. Where Dubis or geez, wow, it's late. Uh, Davidson <laughs> is like uh, wrong his, Kyle. Um, his never his nemesis. Yeah, uh, <laughs> evil Kyle, good Kyle. Um, he he has an idea of what he wants, and he finds guys that fit his idea, as opposed to trying to make guys fit your vision you find guys who you know already are there you 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 put guys in positions to succeed and that and Lafferty was put in a position to succeed and he's taken full ex- advantage of it and yeah I, I I echo what you said that he is an NHL player this season he's not going he's not going to have the uh luxury of a beefaroo in uh Rockford this <laughs> oh, year. Man. So, he's probably really well, bummed about that he could still make the trip if he Hey, really there's going to be plenty of guys going back and forth that can bring him up to go yeah, order if he really yeah, needs it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, speaking of Sam Lafferty, let's get to our fourth stars of the game. Uh, the three stars of the game uh, in this one, uh, selected by Max Boltman of The Athletic. Uh, number one star, Jujar Kara. He had the two. only vote. Uh, that's it. It's, he's the one guy who says... Uh, he might, he might have yeah. been the only guy in the press box. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could be true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Adam Ernie for Detroit obviously has two goals in the game, so he gets number two star. And the number three star Blackhawks goaltender Arvid Soderblom. If you were watching the game, his brother, Elmer, mm. is a giant man <laughs> playing for the Red Wings. Big and kid. he was impressive as hell, man. Yeah. It very much reminded me of Spaceballs, where Lone Star has the handout and Dark Helmet <laughs> is trying to swipe at him. That's how uh, Elmer Soderblom looked on the ice. But uh, Sam yeah. Lafferty is going to get my four star of the game. Um, again, more sort of symbolically, uh, just from what we've seen these two games from the Hawks to compete level, the defending, everything. Uh, I like to see uh, the first of Davidson's moves uh, wearing the A today. So because of that, and because of a pretty solid performance, had an empty net goal uh, and and was uh, effective uh, all over the ice, had two points. Uh, Sam Lafferty gets my four star. Yeah, he had a a solid game. There were were a few turnovers in the middle of the ice that I'd like to see cleaned up before we move on to the regular season, but those are coachable moments. Luke Richardson likes to use that term a lot, so there's going to be some video, and hopefully that uh, gets addressed. Um, My third star of the game, I'm going to go with uh, Lucas Reichel. We wanted to see him... uh, assert himself, and he did with that beautiful goal uh, set up by the great pass by Kevin Korczynski we mm-hmm. talked about. Uh, and he he had a really nice shot. He got in behind it to use that speed burst that we've seen at, at, in the AHL level and beat a number one NHL goalie for the goal. It wasn't like he was doing it against, you know, the backup. So, um, you know, I wanted to see more after that. Unfortunately, that was the only shot on goal he had the whole night. So, I mean, if you're only going to take one, make a count. He did. Um, but it just seemed like, yeah, he was on the top line. He got a lot of power play time, but just kind of seemed like, you know, he wasn't out there a ton. And maybe that's because maybe Luke Richardson kind of already has his, you know, idea of what he plans for him. So he's not going to overuse him in a preseason game. Who knows? But, uh, Lucas Reichel got that goal. Uh, first one we've seen him score at the NHL level, um, Oh, it's not going to count in his historic stats, but it was still fun to see <laughs> yeah. and and good for him. Hopefully that's the kind of play you got to see early in the game that hopefully 
gets that confidence ball rolling. And now he's like, okay, I could score at this level. Let's mm-hmm. do this. I'm just going to play my game. Uh, nice to see him pick up the Kirby Doc faceoff award. Uh, one out of six for Reichel from the dot. Ugh. So not, not great. Not great. Yeah. yeah not so great. It's better. Hey, you know what? It's better than 0 for 6. Yeah. He got the one. Um, Again, Greg. The <laughs> optimist on the show at all times. I know people. Uh, somebody on Twitter told me this morning, like, I liked you better when you were independent. You were far more critical. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, it. I, I'm not going to spend this entire season shitting on everything because that's no fun for anybody. Well, it's also, you, it's got to be it's in exhausting. The, it's got to be in the context too. Like, are we going to get on the air and like just shit on uh, Michael Tepley? Like no, it's why? a rebuild. There's no, re- there's no reason time. to go game by game and rip people apart for yeah, losing. No, like mm-hmm. the like, players here that pissed. matter are are very few. I would be pissed and I'd be screaming is if, if as I was at the beginning of last year when you tried to tell me that this was a playoff team and they played like absolute ass. This team is supposed to be bad by design, so I'm not going to get mad that they're bad. That's <laughs> yes. how they were built. That's the expectation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to look for the positives, and if I'm too shiny and happy for you, kiss my ass. How about that? Don't worry. When the Hawks are good <laughs> again, we'll be negative again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they only tradition. won four to one. Those bums. Uh, assholes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with um, with Reichel, I would, I would assume uh, he will be in the lineup uh, this weekend. Um, probably guarantee... He'll be in the lineup on Sunday. I think the Blackhawks are are making that Milwaukee game uh, uh, the special one of the preseason for for yeah. obvious reasons. So I would be surprised if he's not in that lineup. Um, I, I would be surprised if that's not a, a pretty heavy NHL uh, lineup as well. Yeah, I would think that Sunday game against the Wild in Milwaukee is going to be pretty much dress rehearsal for the regular season. We'll pretty much see. Pretty close, yeah. We're going to get a really good idea what Luke Richardson wants to roll out in Denver in that game in Milwaukee. Yeah. Yep. Uh, my fourth star of the night. Um, welcome back, Dylan Sakura. Yeah. Opening goal of the game, 11 seconds in. Good old number 79 out there. A uh, great, uh, a great hockey number. Uh, <laughs> so many legends. Yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to, you know, really trying to shine this up for him. But you know what? I'm I'm glad he's back uh, in the role that he's going to play. Like, we're not looking at Dylan Secure to be like, hey, maybe he can be the 60-point NHL player that we thought he was going to be. No, no. He's going to be in the AHL. He's going to be in Rockford. He's going to be probably a big offensive producer in Rockford, just like he was last year uh, in the AHL with uh, Henderson, uh, the the Golden Knights AHL club. He's probably, he's going to play that same role. And Hey, you know what? If he, if he's tearing it up in the AHL and the Blackhawks want to give him uh, a little bit of an extended look at the NHL level, fine. I have no problems with that. Um, So yeah, got the opening goal, 11 seconds in uh, his first game back with the organization. Um, Good for him. Yeah, I think we'll see him at some point this year if, you know, people are going to get injured, trades are going to happen, and, you know, if you, if one of your top six guys gets injured, they're going to need to bring up some sort, some form of offense. Right. And uh, if he can get some tick during the uh, dynasty years, he can certainly do it uh, during these years, too. So, yeah, um, yeah I think we'll see mm-hmm. him. But, yeah, good good to see, get him back on the board. And I saw that, uh, I forgot who wrote about it, but he added a significant amount of weight um, yeah, he's trying to get bigger saw, and more physical. I, I saw him. Uh, I saw him before, uh, or I saw him between, you know, morning skate and then the non the non game group skate. Um, 
yesterday morning. That feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> um, yesterday morning. And I remember watching him walk by and I was like, dang, he looks way bigger yeah. than he than he did when he was first uh, first in the pro game. I, I had that in my uh, my Hawks hits about the, the over the weekend. Uh, we I talked to him uh, Saturday and he had said that he had added since since he'd last been here, he's about 15 or 20 pounds heavier. He looks and and same. he's he's trying to do the things to play at the NHL level and stay in the league. I think he's got the point of his career where he realizes he's not going to be that 40 goal scorer that he envisioned himself could be. And he's trying to be, as in his own words, harder to separate from the puck. He wants to be more of a 200-foot player. So he's kind of... Some guys get that realization much earlier in their career. A guy like Mackenzie Entwistle was more of an offensive player in juniors, and he realized right away, if I want to play pro, that ain't it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's taken Secura a couple more years, but from the way he sounded over the weekend, he's realized, hey, it's kind of more important what I do without the puck than what I do with the puck. And that's what I want to be, you know, if I want to keep playing, I have to play different than the way I have been. And that's good to hear. Uh, I like Dylan Secura. He's, he's a good guy, um, you know, disappointing, but maybe overhyped. And that wasn't his fault. Um, but also, he was record, not a Quenville guy at all. No, you know, like when no. you look, look at the kind of guys that, that Q liked, I think it's a safe bet that from day one, Q was like, nah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, he wouldn't go secure his biggest problem early in his career. He refused to go in between the dots. Oh, just he wanted to play on yes. the perimeter. To right. be clear, not a knock on Q. Um, right. But I but think if you're not, if yeah. you're a young kid and you don't want to get into the middle of the ice, Joe Quinville's got no time for you. Right. If you're not, if you're not Johnny Gaudreau. You, it's yeah. very few players can can uh, pull that off. Yeah, yeah. And I, for one, love Dylan Secura's number this year, being born in the great year of 1979. Way yeah. to rock that number, Dylan. Yeah, there you go. I don't think he was, but yeah. No, he was not. Um, he, <laughs> no, he was not. Nobody in the league was born in the 70s at this point. Is that true? Jo- Joe Thornton gotta be. Is he st- no? <laughs> no, he Joe Thornton been, is like eighty, he, isn't he? He would have been close. Joe Thornton, nineteen seventy nine. Boom. Hey, he's technically not in the league. Shut is up. He? He's not on a team. <laughs> P- PTO, right? P- PTO Panthers. Is that right? I thought. I don't. Or no, think, Sharks. I thought. I, thought P- I don't know if it was a PTO. I, I thought he read. He was just practicing with them. I didn't know if it was an actual PTO. Oh, to okay. the internet. Yeah. To the Google machine. Uh, someone someone will sign him at some point. Yeah, someone will pick him up. Exactly. Joe I uh, don't see anything official here, no. Not Co Thornton. Joe Thornton. Let's bring him let's bring him to the Blackhawks on a PTO. Yeah. July second, nineteen seventy nine. That's what hey, you know what? That's what I said. How about uh I know Char just retired, but when was he born? Char Probably was, same year. Uh, seventy seven. The year oh, my, he's right. older than me. Dang. He's the last guy older than me to play in the NHL. Nice. R.I.P. That's crazy. End of an era. He's not Coolio. He's not dead. Yeah. How about that? You know, I was actually going to mention that before. Yeah. The why'd you show. kill Coolio? Like, That's sad. I didn't do it. So I, so I got to tell you about this. Um, I had like this streak uh, over the last year where I'd be like, hey, whatever happened to this famous person? And they would die that week. It happened oh, with God. Little Richard. Uh, it happened with. I, some pro wrestler, I don't remember who it was, and Hope's like, you haven't thought of Little Richard 
in 15 years, and then you ask me about him, and the next day he dies. <laughs> oh so Greg God. was telling me how great Coolio was to see live, and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, no. I saw him years ago, and now he's dead. So I don't yeah, know if it was me or you. It might have been me again. I literally <laughs> just saw him perform 10 days ago at yeah. Ryan Fest. He was in town. He looked great. Was in, you know, sounded great. It was a, a really good set, fun set. Uh, the, uh, the the It Takes a Thief album that was in heavy rotation for in my, on my disc man back in high school. I mean, I listened to that a lot with the fantastic voyage and then gangsters paradise came out a couple years later. Good stuff. Nineties hip hop. I love me some nineties hip hop. So RIP to Coolio, man, yeah. that, that's a bummer. 59 years old. That's way too young. It's not way too and, young. Uh, it's literally not... 10 days ago, he was performing on stage and now he's dead. It's, it it's messed up, man. It's it, crazy. I, it's, it's crazy. So, you know, I don't want to be able to say I was at Coolio's last ever concert, but apparently I was at Coolio's yeah. last ever concert. So yeah. uh, I'm happy I got to see him before before he passed away, man. He, he was a lot of fun. So RIP to Coolio. I saw him at Bulls halftime, and it was outstanding. Highlight of the yeah. game. And the then showman. Uh, I saw him at um, Merchant Street Music Fest in Kankakee a few years ago. Um, it was excellent. So, all right. And just, you know, not to be, I'm not trying to be crass, but like he died literally in the back, like on the toilet. And it's just, I don't know if it was on the toilet, but yeah, it was in the bathroom to have that as your, you know, to go out like, Elvis. apparently Coolio was a gigantic Elvis fan and he went out the same way. (laughs) Oh, anyway. Well, here's a smooth transition to our points bet play of the week. (laughs) Speaking about things going right down the toilet. Let's talk about our betting record. Actually, no, we've been no, pretty we've been good. Rolling. We won last week. We did win. We're we, we are riding that Bears yeah. gravy train, and uh, we decided uh, after um, shake a lot it up a little bit. In depth research, yeah, let's shake it up always, a little bit. We had a we had a, a conference call earlier, and we had charts and flow graphs <laughs> and uh, some heat maps. And uh, we decided uh, we're going to take the Bears on the money line again. Because why the hell not? <laughs> it's plus 145. Against the, the Giants. Giants. I know it's the I'm road on. game. but And the Giants. The Giants are what? They're 2-1 and one as well? Aren't, two and aren't one. they? Yeah, 2-1. and one. Um, I'm punching it. I'm kind of like the Bears. Right They're 2-1 and one because I don't know why. Because so not... Um, Two juggernauts going at it by any means necessary. No. Two teams with young, younger QBs still trying to figure it out. The Giants lost their number one wide receiver to an injury. Yeah. Um, Sterling Shepard. Um, yeah, and then there was a lot of talk that they not, wanted to trade Kenny Galladay away. I'd take him on the Bears. But yeah. uh, rumor yeah, has it yeah. he just doesn't want to play football very much anymore. <laughs> the Giants. Can you are blame like, him? Uh, no, no. I can't. Can you blame him? I wouldn't want to play football very much either. It's it's too ouchy for me. It is um, very ouchy. <laughs> I can speak from experience. But uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, I played in high school. And my knees still hurt, so I'm I'm cool with skipping out while you can still walk. But mm-hmm. um, Bears plus one at forty five over the Giants on the money line. Cash in your money right now. Points bet play of the week. Do it. Do you, down, do you down. have the uh, do you have the point spread in front of you? Three. It's three. Bears plus oh, three. Bear, bears are getting three. I'll take that too. Partly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. I would. I, yeah. I mean, I, if you yeah. T- take them on the money line, you might as well, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You win both. It's a, it's a it's a field goal difference. There you might go. as well. All right. Download the points bet app. If you haven't yet used that promo code CHGO when you sign up, you'll get two risk-free bets 
up to $2,000. Use them on the play of the week, Bears plus 145, and parlay it with the plus three. Uh, you'll either win twice or lose twice. <laughs> That's probably way. Me. We've been on a hot streak. The same bet. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're riding, we're riding the, uh, we're riding the Bears train. All right. So, uh, I feel good. Jay's got his points bet t shirt on. I know right. this is audio only, but he's got his points bet t shirt on. He's got the mojo working. It's the easiest money you will make all week. I got it's a good some, omen. Uh, some cheese fry cheese on the shirt earlier today, too, which is always good luck. Nice. So, nice. Uh, yeah. All right. Unbeatable. So, yep. Sorry. Right, so, before we wrap up, want to fill you in on the rest of the week. Thursday is an off day for us. No podcast Thursday. We are back uh, on Friday with a Thursday show. Thursday's awful. Show. Thursday is also an off day for the Blackhawks. Yes. Yep. There'll be nothing yes. going on. Leave us alone. Uh, Friday, <laughs> we are back at 1.30, typical time. Uh, the Hawks play Saturday at 7.30. Uh, and then, of course, the game Sunday in Milwaukee. We will be there in Milwaukee. Uh, so we're going to find a spot. We'll let you know on Friday or Saturday where we're going to be. If you're heading out there, we got to finalize those plans. Well, there's a there's some sort of big festival going on. Yeah, I saw that the the credentials for that or something. Yeah. Um, so for maybe maybe that's our well, we, we we can get media credentials. It's free to go. Anybody can show up. But you, you have the uh, you can the media can go officially cover it. I think uh, Chris Chelios is going to be there. Ah. Um and uh Troy Dennis Troy Murray is gonna Troy be there. Murray. So they're having a, a fe- they call it in the deer. What what's the deer district? The deer district. The deer district. Yeah. So there's gonna be some Blackhawk events there. So may they may have just made our job a whole lot easier. We yeah. show up yeah. there with our might as well just hang out say hello. Hang out out there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah, be hanging out. Wow. That's good. Let's call it right now. We'll be hanging out in the deer district, uh yeah, probably from about four to six. We should we should have let our loyal listeners know that Friday's episode is going to be a, a special episode. It's yes, going to be yes. a crossover episode with our friends over at PHNX. Uh, six people talking over each other for forty five minutes. It's going to be a blast. Who's about got the, it worse about the, about the two worst teams in the league? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I we we kind of did that a couple of weeks ago when you guys were on vacation. But now we're going to get the whole crew together and um, the uh, Coyotes. Through, uh, they like organization and pre-planning stuff, which totally threw us for a loop this morning. Like, <laughs> as Mario put it, what do you mean? You don't just turn on the camera and start talking? What is this nonsense? Yeah. But uh, it should be fun. Yeah, uh, yeah it'll be a good Steve, time. Steve, Craig, and Leah, and the three of us will be uh, will be doing some Who Sucks More podcasting. We'll be doing some virtual rock, paper, scissors for Connor Bedard. Yeah, there you go. If the official draft lottery is underway. So that's Friday, <laughs> post game Saturday. Sunday, we're in Milwaukee. No post game there, but we'll be back Monday and kind of do like a pseudo post game podcast sort of thing on Monday at 1 30. So we're not going anywhere, but we're taking the day off tomorrow. So we'll talk to you Friday at 1 30 with our pals from PHNX on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at CHGO underscore Blackhawks. I'm at Jay Zawoski. Greg is at Greg Boyson. Mario is at Mario underscore Tirabasi. We'll talk to you Friday afternoon on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Mm-hmm.